0: Okay, you're listening to my show, Cognitive Dissident. Welcome, everybody. Uh, today's episode is called <laughs> Bribery and Boundaries. <laughs> Sorry, I've done five episodes this far, and I'm losing track of where I am. But this week, I have a guest, my friend Alexa. Hello. I'm Introduce really yourself.
1: Oh, what about me? <laughs> Anything you want to share with... Ooh. so my name's Alexa. Sit or try to, You don't need to know the last name. It's complicated. <laughs> Keep it anonymous, folks. <laughs> so, I mean, are they really gonna pay attention to the last name? <laughs> they might. Um. No. Ugh. So I am poli sci major, junior. And right now, really tired. Yeah, I mean, that's a big mood. I gotta make sure we don't go over the FCC level of volume. <laughs> because wow, we can the get FCC really find... regulates everything.
0: Yeah, they really do. Um, My so laptop
1: is crashing. Your apps.
0: laptop is crashing? Well, good thing we have a shared Google document. Um, so, Alexa and I met in a political science course last semester. Shout out to Paul
1: McDonald. <laughs> we love
0: you. <laughs> Thanks for making this friendship happen. You're probably never gonna listen to this, but. I really hope he does. <laughs> if you do, thanks. <laughs> um, and that class was about, it wasn't really about politics or American politics but we definitely talked about It so was like much. a lot of
1: theory, which I was into yeah. surprisingly. It
0: was a class on sovereignty. I can't say that either Alexa or I know what sovereignty means
1: at this point. I think the whole point of the class was to know that you can't define
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if you want to take political science for certainty, Reconsider. For sure, <laughs> reconsider.
1: <laughs> Period. I don't think any major you know except for STEM maybe.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like anything in the social sciences is just uncertainty. Well, STEM has uncertainty because you have to have the like plus or minus standard deviation bars.
1: Oh wow!
0: The Look more at you, you know,
1: know, you're essentially. I've a STEM taken a lot major. of STEM cards, at,
0: cards, classes. I'm a liberal arts college student. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <liberal arts. laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to get into it first, and then Alexa's going to come after the break, and you will probably hear her say something at some point during my segment. And please stand by as I try to navigate talking to you and also talking to Alexa, because I've never had a guest on this show before, which is exciting. You're the first guest. I'm
1: super excited. Yay!
0: Okay, so... Some of you may guess just from the title what we're talking about. We're talking about the college admission scandal. If you've Yikes. opened, if you've opened any news source in the last, <laughs> what was it? It's been like a week, maybe less yeah. than a week. If you've opened any news source, you probably saw something about Aunt Becky, um, yes. from Full House. Anything on Twitter? Aunt Anything Becky. on Twitter? So I'm gonna get into the exact rundown of what happened because it, it, it's messy, guys. It's she's a mess. Okay, so as always, here are my sources. If you have any questions about where any of my information came from, (laughs) message me, talk to me, beep me. I will tell you. If you wanna reach me, beep no, that's not how it goes. You know what? That's okay. (laughs) Beep me
1: if you wanna reach me.
0: It's been a long time since Kim Possible. I miss her. I miss her, too. Okay, anyway, my sources <laughs> <laughs> are Dallas News. I know, surprisingly random. Vox, as always. Uh, the New York Times, no one is surprised. And Market Watch, which is also interesting. So, if you have been following along with ooh, with the college admission scandal, some of this information might be new to you, some of this information might not be new to you. So, I'm going to go through first what went down. So, on last Tuesday, federal prosecutors charged 20 people in a scheme about trying to call up uh, not college, um, college admissions. <laughs> yes, I tried to say college elections, and that's not what I meant to say. Wow, uh, I mean, do you go to Wellesley? I do, I go to <laughs> Wellesley. That's a very niche joke for all my Wellesley listeners, which is all of you. <laughs> um, except for my parents. And so they charged 50 people, and... Yes, that is what happened. I'm going to get into the specifics later on. So, the first guy that you need to keep your eye on and who's really important to this is William Singer. He was a he still is. He's a 59-year-old businessman and the founder of like a college prep service called the Edge College and Career Network, and he also has a charity arm called the Key Worldwide Foundation. I don't know why he needed a charity arm. Oh, actually I do. You're going to find out why later. So, <laughs> He's actually the one who has been rigging these admissions. He's been the one who's doing a lot of the bribing, a lot of the actual corruption. But in September, he turned him like he flip-sides oh. to the federal investigators. I didn't know he was. Yeah. So the reason that all of this came out was there was some somebody who randomly they they actually the FBI wasn't even investigating this. They weren't even looking at this. Of course. They like arrested someone and this guy was trying to save himself and was like, "Hey, I know about a college prep scam and the FBI was like I'm listening I think it's the FBI I'm guessing it is I think so I think so love how
1: the only like the FBI's biggest success (laughs) (laughs) Robert Mueller where are you God we're waiting for you Robert. come on come (laughs) on
0: so um somebody else flipped and was like hey do you know about this college scandal and told them to look at William Singer and he looked once they collected all this evidence they basically told him You're going to go to jail, might as well try and reduce your term. And so he's been cooperating since September. And he I was listening to a podcast in which it talked about how he had he agreed to wear a wire. He like talked to previous parents who had he had helped help their kids get into school. And he he really turned at his own detriment, but also took down all these parents with him. So 33 parents have been arrested and charged. Um, Many of them are high profile. The ones I think that are familiar are I think this is how you say her name. Lori Laughlin. I, kn- I think so. Loughlin. She was Aunt Becky on... Um, that's her name, right? I never watched Full
1: House. Yes. It's, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: It's Aunt Becky. Yes. <laughs> Aunt Becky on um, Full married House. Married to Uncle Jesse. Married to Uncle Jesse. And she has a daughter, Olivia Jade, whose YouTube videos are actually kind of funny. I went and watched them the other day. Is it, day. like,
1: funny... In actual humor or just, like, laughing at her? No,
0: she's, like, actually a talented YouTuber. Like, if her parents hadn't tried to force her to go to college and, like, rig this whole scheme and basically get her Wow, this expelled, girl. I know, <laughs> I know. She's, like, actually a good YouTuber and, like, decently funny. Like, she's not super talented, but, like, she's rich and she's pretty and she makes good jokes sometimes so basically good for youtube good for youtube exactly good for youtube so aunt becky uh her husband who's the fashion designer and a lot of his fashion designs are at target which i found out in my research so really yeah really at target oh, wait, the husband
1: yeah, Mas- well, yeah. G- Massimo G. And- he's Massimo. the target dude
0: i i've never heard
1: of him he's on the label of like everything especially in, like pre like 2010 now i like shop at like the hipper kind of styles. Your
0: <laughs> your co- <you're> detergent college <laughs> admission scandal approved. So, and the other person you probably know is Felicity Huffman, who was on Desperate Housewives, which is a great show. Um, but Of that's, course, that's <laughs> the one you know. You don't know full housewives. Desperate Housewives played on reruns in India all the time. The more you know. The more you know. Truly, the more you know. So, in total, these 33 parents paid... William Singer a total of $25 million between 2011 and 2018 to unfairly get their children into college by bribing coaches and administrators to put their kids in preferred admission categories. That's one of the ways in which this corruption unfolded. And I just want to comment on that number 25 million because that's a lot. lot. I feel like if you're going to do corruption and bribery, you got to get out of the business at some point and I feel like 25 million is enough to get out of the business like why would he keep doing this greed I mean
1: yeah I would assume so like it is a lot of money but I feel like once you get used to that amount of money yeah more please
0: yeah that's true anyway I just thought you know you'd take a cool 5 million and retire and live off the interest but I don't know anything about
1: you know what? I think you should go into bribery. Like you would be a good one.
0: <laughs> no, I'm too ethical. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> so the other people who were, con- not convicted, but charged, and I was surprised to hear this, was actually the college athletic coaches. Yeah. I thought it was just the parents and William Singer, but I'm going to keep calling it by his full name. William Singer, he deserves it. So they, they accepted millions of dollars to help a lot of these undeserving students into College And they got charged, too. So at some of these schools, University of Texas, Wake Forest, Georgetown, uh, USC. I think, I can't remember
1: if Stanford was on there, too. I don't remember. I know it was, like, a lot of selective schools. Yeah.
0: So how exactly did this work in practice? You would think, I don't know about anyone else, but I wasn't surprised when
1: this came out. I was surprised they got caught I'm surprised they got anything. caught. And I'm surprised they even went. To, like, there are so many legal accepted ways to do this. Yeah. Which I'm going to get into. No, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll say this later, but, like, I was listening to an NPR podcast because I'm a big podcast fan. Yes. And they were just talking about how, like, this is not for the 1%. This is for, like, the top 5%. Because yeah. they can't afford to donate a library wing.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Because $6 that million dollars feels like a lot to us regular plebs, but to someone who's part of the 1%, it's probably nothing. And they can buy a building to get their yeah, to exactly. school. Yeah, um, exactly. So, how did this actually work? So one of the ways in which there was two main ways. It was the athletic route or the get someone to help your kid with the SAT route. So it, on the SAT route, um, the parents paid for the scores. They paid $15,000 to $75,000 for higher test scores. If they had just got their kid to like try even a little bit, I feel like they could have improved
1: Way more than spending seventy five thousand dollars. I feel like this is the equivalent of realizing, wow, I really spoiled my kid. So yeah. Let's hope they turn out okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he what Singer would do was he would encourage some parents to get learning disability statuses for their kids so that they could get more time and less supervision. Which so much about this is so wrong like, trying to game the system that's already rigged in your favor as a wealthy person. But oh, this, is speci- <laughs> this especially pissed me off when I was reading about this because there are people, like, a lot of people who really need those disability waivers. Yeah. And by doing this, there's going to be so many people now who are going to point their finger at that and say, oh, well, look, disability, like, people don't really need it. It's just going to be used. It's the same way people point their finger at affirmative action.
1: The thing that's so frustrating about both of them- both of those things is that if you really look at the numbers, the amount of people getting in from legacy or Mm -hmm. from the scandal are so much more than people with sincere learning disabilities and people with affirmative action.
0: Absolutely. It's ridiculous and makes me so mad. So another way, so you might think, how exactly are they paying for higher test scores? It's very standardized. You do the test, it comes back to you, you cry a little bit, you start over. But (laughs) maybe the crying was just me. (laughs) (laughs) It was <laughs> So with these regular, with these disability waivers, what they would do is that they could either get someone else to take the SAT exams for the student. They would sometimes get, like, a grown man or a grown woman to go in and take the SAT. How does that work? Because does they th- have less supervision.
1: Oh, that makes more. I'm, like, thinking, who is going to look at this grown person <laughs> and be like, yes. They deserve <laughs> to take the test, yeah. No, and...
0: Not only that, but they would pay the proctors to be in on the scheme. So the proctors would either come over and help the students to the right answers, or later on would review the tests after they had been submitted to the proctor and correct the test answers. And the interesting thing about this is many of the kids didn't even know that their answers were being changed. Okay, they know if, like, a grown man is taking their test, but they don't know if, like... Someone is changing their answers. Those are the kids that
1: I kind of feel bad for, like thinking right. maybe they thought they got in on their own merit. Yeah, but... but they definitely didn't, and they maybe they figured it out. Who knows? Maybe there's something yeah. to give them credit for. That's
0: true. That's true. I guess. Yeah, I, but if you don't know that someone rigged or messed with your SAT test, how would you think? Like sometimes you might just think you performed really
1: well. I don't know, but I'm thinking if you got into like a really good school, you're like. Actually, no. Here's the thing. I sometimes joke that I am an administrative error at Wellesley, so <laughs> I think, Like, just kidding. I take everything
0: <laughs> that Okay, well, the other way that they would get their way into college is through sports, which I read an interesting Vox article when researching about this, which is, yes, this sports thing is a problem but another problem is the amount of importance that colleges give to sports like this they wouldn't even be able to exploit this like weak link in the college admissions whole institution which there are a lot of weak links if colleges didn't privilege like athletes getting in over everyone else and i'll get into more why that's important because there are like race dynamics involved in that so the sports basically allowed coaches and administrators to present these undeserving students as athletes who who were on the team and needed to get in and would bring athletic accomplishment to their colleges which was not the case and in some cases they even photoshopped the like (laughs) i know this really makes me laugh because i'm picturing like some of the bad photoshop from the 90s (laughs) with just like (laughs) yeah and olivia jade who's the talented youtuber and also the daughter of Lori yeah, whatever her name is, Aunt Becky. <laughs> Um, She was. She and her sister were both listed as members of the rowing crew team,
1: despite the fact that they never have played it in their lives. I have a couple of friends who row, like whether in the past, and they're like, honestly, just go to college and just get on the team. And no one wants to <laughs> row, and you could yeah. easily just do it. Yeah. I, I,
0: Wild to me, especially the photoshopping thing. Like, I don't even remember submitting pictures with my college
1: application. My, my favorite thing is that it's like you would think money would be enough, but no, they needed a <laughs> pretend photo.
0: Frame it in their houses. <laughs> like in my child, the star athlete. <laughs> so, um And you might also be wondering, like, how did they get away with this stuff for so long? Turns out that it was actually very low-key. So the parents would make payments to Singer's company as donations, hence the charity arm. And then, here's the real kicker on this. They would get to claim tax deductions. They got a tax break on bribing admissions people to let their children into school. Well, I
1: hate rich people.
0: (laughs) That's like next level institutional flaws. (laughs) Like, not only is the college system rigged in favor of white rich students, but also it's rigged so that their parents get tax deductions when they try and game this is like that to me was so wild also like as a rich person don't you feel a little bit bad about doing this and you're not only do they not feel bad they're like I'm going to make some money
1: off of this bad thing that I'm doing I don't know to me it's messed up if we have time later I would really like to reenact one of these conversations <laughs> <laughs> so um wh- oh wow I'm not moving through this material fast okay
0: so why exactly would they do this you think you know they're rich they have a lot of money going to college doesn't actually make a big difference in their income level turns out it's really a psychological thing because going to a selective college is a marker of status and in like higher income circles it's a huge thing to have like the best you either have like you know the best bag and the best whatever but you also need to have the best college and a lot of people within this class believe that they actually have like earned everything that they've gotten so they don't acknowledge the privilege so one of these um so there was a specific author that I wanted to mention um yeah Michael Krause he's a social psychologist at Yale so he talked about how people of a higher socioeconomic class actually believe that their positions are fairly determined and just so it's just a part of who they are as people not that they got there because their parents were wealthier because there's you know a legacy or a, a like a history of their family having privilege, but because they worked hard and that they somehow deserve it more than other people, and that they are intrinsically intrinsically better so getting your child into an elite school is a way to kind of further that belief that 's what Krauss says, so that you know you may be wealthy now, but if your kid doesn't get into a good school, that kind of indicates to you that it was good luck rather than hard evidence about you being like a great person so if you you send your kid to school so that you continue to believe that it's meritocracy and you got there because you worked hard does that make
1: sense yeah it does
0: I know it's like a lot of hoops to jump through to like justify yourself it's
1: kind of like I don't know it's I, I get okay I get that. My uncle's like that. So, I don't know. I was just, like, thinking back to personal stories of my horrific uncle, I think is what it was. At Alexa's uncle. Don't listen to this podcast.
0: I don't think he knows. <laughs> knows what a podcast is? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, why exactly does this matter? Like, yes, college admissions. We've always known that it's got a flawed system, but this really shocked people. Like, I was... I wasn't too shocked, but people were floored by this. And I think it's important to talk about why this actually matters that a few rich kids got, over, got in over mm-hmm. a couple of others. So at 38 colleges, including Yale, Princeton, Dartmouth, and UPenn, which are the Ivy League's, Dartmouth State, I believe, right? Yes. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Wish I cared more. (laughs) There are more students from the top 1% of families of income than the bottom 60%. So that already tells you how how stratified the income, like I don't know what the right word is, but like the income, it's not the income distribution necessarily, but like who makes up a college population. It's not this diverse place that a lot of colleges make it seem like because the top 1% is overrepresented which is and the bottom 60% don't even like there aren't that many of them and that too a lot of those people Specifically, students of color, when they get to this campus, have a lot of their qualifications questioned, like, do you deserve to be here? In one of my classes, yeah, yeah. somebody was telling a story about how one of her friends who's African-American, a girl came up to her, an African-American on scholarship, at Wellesley College, by the way, came up, a girl came up to her and said, my mom is the reason that you're here. Because Wellesley has scholarships that are, like, one-to-one, so, like, one person pays for one person's, like, one student's entire college yeah. thing and that girl told her straight to her face my mom is the reason
1: that you're here. No her merits are the reason that, that she's, she's here. here.
0: And like not just that like low income students of color and low income students have to work even harder than anyone else because they they don't have a lot of the benefits that other people have, yeah. and there's also the issue of affirmative action. So many people across college campuses talk about how unfair affirmative action is, and talk about it as a way that like Black people specifically can game the system when they don't even realize that the system has been rigged against Black people for like hundreds like, of years. I'm really, I
1: just <laughs> people don't understand that it's not like. That, like, it's trying to reverse this system to begin with. Exactly. And fun fact I learned, well, not fun, not so fun fact that I learned from Fox is
0: that colleges, according to the Supreme Court, can't actually just like they can only consider race and admissions if they think that student will bring something unique to the school a racially diverse environment so it's not just like you're black you get in you have to be like black and amazing to get in with affirmative action so for anybody who's listening to this and thinks that affirmative action is a way that people can gain the system you are wrong so and, and similarly there's no way to There's no similar requirement when someone has like a donation that gets them into the college or a legacy status. You don't have to be extraordinary if you're a legacy. So I want... God, I hate legacy. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna talk about that in one second. (laughs) So while all of this corruption stuff is horrible, what was interesting to me is there's already a lot of legal ways in which yeah. rich people yeah. can game the system to get into college. That's why I'm surprised
1: about this. Yeah.
0: I, like, there's already so many ways if you, rich, corrupt people use those ways. Don't, <laughs> don't bribe people. There's only so much corruption we can tolerate. So some of the ways in which students that come from higher income brackets already have an advantage is they have good schools Mm -hmm. test prep they have tutoring they also have private sports and music lessons and you know I'll be the first to admit that I benefited from test prep and from I didn't have private music lessons I can't play I'm not musically talented but the point is I I benefited from a lot of these things and that helped me beef beef my resume up I'm not part of the one percent probably not even part of the top 20% but I definitely had an advantage over low income students specifically students who have to deal with a lot of like the stress that comes from poverty that affects the way that you study that affects the way that you're able to think
1: people really don't give that stress enough credit yeah in the fact that like it can <laughs> like it can cause issues you have to do other things you have to work in addition to like yeah. people just I feel like forget about that oh for sure
0: and then the other way is with athletes so if you have a lower grade and test score you can slip into a freshman class if you're an athlete you don't have to have the same standards as everyone else and while people think well that's not really fair because there are people of color who are athletes i'm not debating that or low-income students of color who get in on athletic scholarships um but Vox according to Vox a lot of the students who benefit from the privilege towards athletes are already white and already well off and they're able to of course. <laughs> I of know course. I know and they're able to <laughs> obtain that athlete status because they've had years of tennis golf and lacrosse training So I mean that makes sense So like they're already privileged in those ways. And the last way, which was I just want to throw a little shade right now at Harvard because their he donation their donations policy is ridiculous. They keep they keep a there was recently a lawsuit against Harvard because they have a list of secret applicants who are relatives of major donors, and while it isn't clear if they all those students get in, the donor list acceptance rate is 42%. <laughs> <laughs> Harvard has an overall accepted percentage of 4.6% for all us regular plebs. So, in case you can't do the math, because I can't, this means that a lot more students are getting in off the donor list than off regular lists. So, in conclusion, not only is the system already stacked, the cards are stacked against low-income students of color, a lot of rich celebrities and people who have a lot of power and clout in the community are finding ways to corrupt the system even more so college admissions time to take a good hard look at yourself like all of us do when we wake up in the morning um on that note this part of the segment is over alexa is going to be taking over in like five minutes because we're going to break for some music so thanks for listening and
1: stay tuned